Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Thirst again this morning. Lord, I am excited to be in your presence again this morning. I say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for blessing us with a new day. Scripture says this is the day that you have made and that you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in it. Your word says that every time we see another day start like this, it is proof that your covenant with the night and day are still intact. And so, Father, we say thank you this morning for the covenant, the covenant that we have with you in Christ Jesus. We say thank you this morning for your mercies, because they are new again this morning. We thank you this morning for your grace, because it ushers us into your presence. We thank you for the gift of life, for the breath in our nostrils. Father, we say be glorified forevermore. In the precious name of Jesus, you are who you have, Father, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are Alpha and Omega, the Ancient of Days, the Ancient One. We give you glory. Be magnified forevermore. As we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles this morning, Lord, we ask, uh, bless us with understanding. Lord, grant us insight in your word and let your name be glorified once more in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy. We continue our harmonized study of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Synoptic Gospel, and Matthew, Mark, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then the Synoptic Gospel, and then the Book of John. Thank you again to everyone joining this morning. God bless you. Yesterday we took on Peter's denial, denial of Jesus, okay, and then try to learn from his experience. Uh, today we move on to uh, Judas, eventually, okay, Judas hangs himself, um, hangs himself, and then we see Jesus um, eventually stand before Pilate, okay? Jesus eventually stands before before Pilate. Of course, the Sanhedrin already condemned him. We've seen that. They said, what, what does it deserve? He's deserving of death. They, they were screaming, okay, and then spitting in his face and beating him. Yes, someone asked me yesterday, Pastor, you said you were going to tell us a pastor's confession. Yes, okay, so um, we are almost there. 
but let me confess that I have never read this chapter and not shed a tear since I became born again. <laughs> I have never read this chapter without shedding tears, okay? It just brings tears to my eyes. It's literally as if, as if I'm reliving the moment, okay? So, that's my confession. Oh yeah, please take your Bibles. Let's read this morning, Matthew chapter 27, and then Mark will go to chapter 15. Uh, Luke will go to chapter 23, and then we'll continue Matthew chapter, John chapter 18. Matthew chapter 27, it says early in the morning, remember they, they came to arrest him in the night, right? And they, they, they took his trial in the night and condemned him in the night. Ah! Oh, what secrets that happened in the night. <laughs> oh, some, some, someone remembers that our election results was announced you know, late in the night or early in the morning, if you want to put it like that. It says, early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. Remember that they don't have a right to execute anyone. So they were making their plans. Verse 2 says, so they bound him and led him away and handed him over to Pilate the governor. Okay? Only Pilate could actually pronounce the death sentence. They could not. And I wished, okay, so let me not say I wished it because then Jesus would not have died on the cross. His purpose was to die on that cross. Okay, so I wanted to say I wish Pilate has, had resisted them. And of course, he did resist them, but we'll see. He says so, and they handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse. Judas was seized with remorse. Okay? So, I don't want you... Okay, so maybe we need to ask ourselves, is remorse the same thing as repentance? Because Judas tried to perform some form of restitution. Yes, right? He tried to return the money. Okay, so where do we expect we see Judas? Judas in, okay, will he be in heaven or will he be in hell? But if the words of Jesus are true and the words of what the prophets say about him are true, then Judas did not really repent, okay? If he did, I am almost certain God will still forgive him. So, it says here that he was he was just, he was seized with remorse. He regretted, okay? He was sad, probably crying. But he never asked God for forgiveness. Says, and he returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders. In other words, he had been paid. Okay? They paid him that night. As soon as they handed over Jesus, handed over Jesus, they brought Jesus and handed him over to the chief priest. They paid him his money. Since he returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, I have sinned, he said, 
for I have betrayed innocent, innocent blood. I don't know what Judas was thinking. Was this about just money? It, it looked so little, 30 pieces of silver. I'm sure he preferred by far more than that from the purse, okay, from because he was the treasurer. Um, so for 30 pieces of silver, it seems quite small to want to betray, to want to betray your master. Okay, so he says to them, I have sinned, not to God, though, not to God. If he had told God, Lord, I have sinned, forgive me. I think God would have still forgiven him. He says, I have sinned. Remember, God's purpose is just coming to pass, okay? So Judas might not have realized, realized that he was bringing to pass what God intended uh, and was remorseful. Uh, but here, he's not even, he's not bothering himself. He's not asking God for forgiveness. Uh, he goes to this the chief priest and says, I have sinned. He said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged and hanged himself. He went away and hanged himself. So naturally you expect he met the chief priests and the elders in the temple, handed the money over to them. They refused to collect it because that's why they said, what is that to us? That's your responsibility. You were the one that came to us. We didn't come to you. Okay? And when they refused to collect the money, he just threw it on the floor. Okay? So that's the picture. He threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest, uh, anyway, it's lucky he hanged himself because Peter would have, ah, yeah, yeah. Peter would have hanged him twice, killed him, wake him up, and killed him again. <laughs> oh, so it says, verse 6 the chief priest picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury. Can you imagine how wicked these people, they, these people are? They knew that they were convicting an innocent man, but they were still holding on to the law. Can you imagine how wicked these people are? The chief priest picked up the coins and said, it is against the law to put this into the treasury. They didn't know that it was against the law to try to kill an innocent man. They, didn't, they were not bothering themselves about seeing that side of the law. Okay, They were using the law to, you know, for convenience, for what, what, what suited them. It says, since it is blood money. That's why they did. They couldn't put it into the treasury. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field, the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. The, the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. You see, some of these are the evidence that anyone who went back to research, research the death of Jesus, some of these things are the evidence that you will find the potter's field that Judas okay, or the high priest or the chief priest purchased with the money 
that Judas threw back on the floor. It says a place for burial um, for foreigners. So that is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. See, then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. Hmm? Then it says, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. If the devil had realized this, this was always God's plan. Okay? So you find that in Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 1 to 13, it's quoted somewhere in there. You will see also find this very fulfillment of this scripture. You will find it in the book of Zacharias. Zacharias chapter 11, verse 12 and 13. All right, so that's Judas' betrayal. I don't want us to take uh, a stand before Pilate yet. Let's go to let's go to to Mark now. Yes, let's go to let's go to the book of Mark. Uh, we saw the end, Mark chapter fourteen. We saw that end. Um, in Mark chapter fifteen, Jesus goes straight before Pilate. Okay, Jesus goes directly st- straight before Pilate. Maybe it would be wiser to just go. Let's take a stand before Pilate right from the book of Matthew. But we can see that Matthew captures first Judas, Judas returning, returning the, the money, the coins he had collected, accepted for, for betraying Jesus. Okay, so we'll see that. Uh, I think Luke captures Judas, but let's just look at, let's look at at his stand before Pilate directly. Since meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, that's Pilate, and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Remember that they were looking, it says in, in, in the earlier verses, that they were looking for a way to, they were looking for a way, so they bound him, verse 2, right? Yes. Matthew chapter 27 verse 2 says they bound him and led him away and then handed him over to Pilate the governor. They were looking for a way, verse 1, so that they would execute Jesus. They were, they were concocting plans, okay? Now, this was their plan. Their plan was to accuse him before Pilate that he was claiming to be the king of the Jews. They knew that Pilate, being a Roman a Roman official, okay, under Caesar, uh, that there was no other king but Caesar. This was the Roman Empire, okay? There was no other king but Caesar. So anyone else tra- claiming to be king was committing an offense, an offense that was punishable by death. They knew, and that was why they accused him, okay, before Pilate, that he was claiming to be the king of the Jews, the king of the Jews, of course, at this time, Pilate is king of everywhere, over is the emperor. Okay? So, every other king steps down. Anyone claiming to be king uh, is trying to usurp Pilate or the Roman government or start an uprising. Okay? 
Of course, the punishment is death. And that's why Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. You have said so. When he was accused, when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. So what do you think? What would they have still be accusing him of right before Pilate? Pilate already asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Most likely, of course, that was the charge that was brought to him. But these guys kept on accusing him. And I think here they showed their hands because Pilate realized, eventually realized their ulterior motive. Since then, Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimonies they are bringing against you? They would have been cutting testimonies that would make it look as if he is trying to start an uprising, trying to claim to be king. Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Okay? The governor was, was, I'm sure, stupefied, if I'm to use that word, was stupefied to the point where he was shocked that Jesus did not respond. And if that is the case, I'm sure Pilate realized that by the time this is investigated, uh, it looks like there is no evidence against this guy. Remember, he has soldiers, centurions, captains, that they could call on to check if there was an uprising, they would know. Okay, so, but to the great amazement of the governor, Jesus did not respond to a single charge. Since now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was, well, whose name was Jesus Barabbas. His name was Jesus Barabbas. So when... So when um, the crowd had gathered, naturally Pilate would have gathered this crowd. So, yes, I ought to clarify that point that some manuscript does not have Jesus there. Okay? So, some manuscript just said a well-known prisoner whose name was Barabbas. Right? Okay. And it makes sense. But the earliest manuscript, some have Jesus there, Jesus Barabbas, okay? But tells us that a well-known man, a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas, you know, was there. 17, so when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked him, asked them, which one do you want me to release to you? A criminal? And then this man, and this is where I fought Pilate, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus? who is called the Messiah. For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. He knew. He knew, and that's where I think he will not, when we get to the judgment, he will not be innocent. Because he knew. He knew. He could have released Jesus. Of course, they would have, I I don't even know if they, they would have been able to start an uprising because the people were not really, really with, with, with the elders. Remember, the people were with Jesus. But here, this crowd was obviously rented. 
they had gathered people together who they know had some grudge with Jesus. Okay, so I don't know what uprising he was afraid of. Of course, they would have been shouting and shouting and he was afraid there would have been an uprising. That was why he gave in to them. But the Bible tells us here that he knew, he knew that it was out of self-interest that they had handed over Jesus to him. So when, when Pilate was sitting at the judge, the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Okay, so now we will begin to see some things that vary across different authors. I think Matthew is the only one that mentions this. This part about Pilate's, Pilate's wife. Okay, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Okay. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Maybe they were sharing money in the crowd. They persuaded them, Barabbas, and to have Jesus executed. 21. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. I'm sure Pilate was thinking, there is no way they can ask for Barabbas, right? There is no way between this innocent man and this criminal, this murderer, there is no way. So which of the two do you want me to release to you? Ask Jesus, ask the governor. Barabbas, they answered, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Pilate would have been shocked. Barabbas, they answered, what shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered. Of course, it could not have been all the people, but a good part of that crowd. They answered, His blood is on us, and I will have to think these people must have been possessed. It is one thing to be accusing him, it is another thing to be demanding that he, be, he is crucified. But I think it is absolute madness to put this curse upon yourselves and your children. He said, all the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. See, then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. Now, okay, so we read Matthew's account. As we read Mark's account, I want you to pay attention to some of the little details that are different. If we get so if you get the picture, so okay, let's paint the picture we have seen from Matthew. Pilate brings knows that Jesus is innocent. Okay? So brings Jesus and Barabbas before the crowd and asks them, okay, because it was his custom in that week to release one prisoner to them. Asked them who they wanted him to release. They shouted, Jesus. He asked them why why this guy is innocent they kept on shouting sorry they kept on shouting barabbas barabbas during that time his wife sent a message to him and said look 
don't have anything to do with this man okay i don't know what he was going to do but don't have anything to do with this man um eventually he sentenced jesus to death but before they would hand jesus over to them they had him flogged okay flogged the soldiers flogged him and then they took him away to be crucified that's how it is arranged in match in matthew now let's see how mark puts it because i think the flogging the flogging and the mocking in fact we will soon read about the mocking in matthew but the flogging and the mocking happened before his presentation before pilate presented him and barabbas together I think that Pilate's intention was to garner pity. Okay, if they saw him, the one whom they they had bruised and accused, if they saw him how he had been humiliated, uh, it, there was no way this person could be trying to become king. My thinking, I'm just trying to give Pilate the benefit of the doubt. Now let's read Marx, and I think maybe we'll stop here and then. Uh, continue with Luke tomorrow. He says, Mark chapter 15, very early in the morning from verse 1, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the old Sahedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Exactly the same with Matthew, right? Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Same question. You have said so, Jesus replied. Same answer. Three, the chief priest accused him of the chief priest accused him of many things. So you see what I said? Okay, so it is one thing to a king accuse him of claiming to be the king of the Jews. It is another th- thing to not be accusing him of many things. I'm sure the many things that they are accusing him of would have had to be things. That makes it look as if he is claiming to be the king of the Jews. If not, it will not tie together, right? But like I said, this was where they showed their hands. And Pilate knew that, look, this guy is innocent. Okay? Because what would they have been accusing him for? Of uh, this guy said he's going to destroy the temple. Okay? And all that. But you see that, ah, no. When it became clear that this was about their religion... I'm think, trying to remember whether it was John that put it like that. When, when Pilate realized that this was more about their religion and not, and not about about um, about um, him trying to be king, Pilate was afraid. First, sent him to Herod. Okay, we'll see that. Okay, so, uh, but we saw we understood Matthew's own right. So he said the chief priest accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, "Aren't you going to answer?" See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply and Pilate was amazed. Now it was a custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas. You see that in Mark, it's just Barabbas. But in Matthew, the manuscripts have it Jesus Barabbas. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who the insurrection is who had committed murder in the uprising the crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he he usually did so it was all their plans they knew that usually Pilate release would release a prisoner to them 
and they knew that whoever was not released was likely going to be condemned to death. They knew. They knew. So they came and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, like I said, this is, this is, in my opinion, this is Pilate's own sin. Because he wanted, yes, he washed his hands, but he cannot wash his hands from this. He cannot. I think at the judgment, Pilate would not be able to wash his hands of this. Because he knew, he knew that they had handed him over out of jealousy. He knew that Jesus was innocent. But still wanting to satisfy the the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. All right. So just like, just like Matthew, Mark moves to the soldiers mocking Jesus uh, and then eventually handing him over to be crucified. All right. So I think let's try and take a look. Uh, usually John will be the one that will be unique. So we will take John's account tomorrow. But we stopped Luke's account, okay, where at where they had made up their, their plans, they had made up their plans that were they, they were going to crucify Jesus, right? And then Judas and and all of that. Okay, we saw um we saw there how Peter disowned Jesus. I think that was where we stopped. And then the rooster crows thrice. Okay, that was in verse 62. So let's look at the the guards mocking Jesus, and then Jesus before Pilate. And I think we can we can stop we can stop here today. Okay, so it tells us that first the guards, the men who were guarding Jesus, began mocking and beating him. These were the guards. Okay, of the high priest, of the chief priest, and the elders. They began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, prophesy who eats you. And they said many other insulting things to him. Now, at daybreak, the council of the elders, okay, this, so this now lines up, lines up with Matthew and Mark. The council of elders, uh, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law met together and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. From the way Luke is putting it, this trial is in the morning. Uh, no, the trial happened in the night. Okay? So, again, remember that Luke has taken his narration from those who narrated to him what happened. It's possible that um, he has made a mistake. That's just my understanding. Because it says at daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together. At daybreak, they conducted the trial in the night. It was 
during the at daybreak they took jesus to pilate if you are the messiah they said tell us jesus answered if i tell you you will not believe me and if i ask if i and if i ask asked you you would not answer but from now on the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty god they all asked are you then the son of god he replied you say that i am then they said why do we need any more testimony we have heard it from his own lips okay so that trial happened in the morning right yes that trial happened in the it happened in luke happened in the morning but we know that it really that trial happened in the night so early in the morning it says then the whole assembly rose luke chapter 23 verse 1 the whole assembly rose and led him off to pilate and they began to accuse him saying we have found this man subverting our nation he opposes payment of taxes to caesar and claims to be messiah a king so we know what the accusation is now right from luke the accusation is he opposes payments of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah a king. <sighs> Lord, we thank you this morning. I don't know whether you learned anything from Jesus' trial, but subverting justice, telling lies will not will never establish the truth. Father, we say thank you this morning and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.